0: The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. I need to go quickly to Sandra Higgins of Go Vegan World because I know you're very busy, Sandra. I appreciate you taking the time to take our call. The Irish Farmers Association has said that deer are encroaching on farmers' land and they're therefore upsetting the viability of farmers' land because of the damage they cause. This is, I believe, and I'm in... Urban guy, so I don't know the timing of this, but this I believe is deer calling season, and of course it's something that Go Vegan World are very opposed to. Uh, Sandra Higgins uh, joins me. Good morning, Sandra. Good morning. Are, are we
1: in calling season at the moment? Yeah, uh, yes, we are. We are. I think.
0: Okay. What What do you make of the IFA claiming that deer must be culled because they are encroaching on farmers' land and are reducing the viability of that land?
1: Well, you know, first of all, we're a vegan group, so we're opposed to using or harming or killing animals for any reason. So obviously we disagree with it. And there are two points about that, really. Um, First of all, we have the human supremacist notion that the land belongs to us, but the land belongs equally to other lives. You know, strangely enough, there's almost 8 billion humans on Earth and we make up 0.01% of all living life. That includes plant life and animal life. And yet we dominate everybody else. And the, the small number of humans, almost 8 billion humans, we kill 70 billion land animals and trillions of fishes every year just to use us as food and clothing. Which doesn't make any sense at all. Isn't it,
0: th- isn't it the natural outcome of Darwin's theory of evolution?
1: Well, th- no. This isn't. This has nothing to do with evolution. What we're doing to other animals, you know, the the capture and domination of other animals ten thousand years ago, that has led to the current system where we electrically uh, breed them to maximise the profit from them has nothing to do with evolution. Mm. Uh, the second point I'd make about the IFA is that I think that this is a diversionary tactic. That you know what we really need to be talking about is the reduction in the number of animals that we use for food and clothing, with the ultimate goal to completely eliminate animal use. We need to do this on a moral basis first of all, but it also doesn't make any sense with respect to sustainability and every environmental report that has been released in the last few years have have called for a change in how we live and a reduction in our use of other animals and of course as a vegan organization we would say you know even from a psychological perspective we can't ring sense this we can't say that it's okay to kill a few animals but it's not okay to kill them all it's not okay to exploit or own or kill any of them mm.
0: I mean, as a vegan, you don't consume anything related to an animal, even an egg that is a natural product of a hen. You don't drink milk. You don't eat meat of any kind. You don't use anything related to an animal. You don't wear, you don't wear leather in, in, the, in the vegan lifestyle. And you believe that's where we should all go?
1: I do, yeah. And you see, I, I believe that this is a human right. This is inextricably uh, related to human rights. You know, even if you take the environmental argument that the latest report in Ireland showed that 37.1% of Irish greenhouse gas emissions are attributable to the agricultural sector, mostly from animal agriculture. And of course, this has an impact on on human health. But it's a right for us to have access to accurate information. And you've just said there, and I used to think the very same thing uh, only a short number of years ago, that eggs are a natural product. I used to think that cows automatically produce milk, um, animals automatically produce meat, eggs, uh, hens automatically produce eggs. They don't do any of these things at all. In their natural state, the wild hen is the very same as any other wild bird, a blackbird or a robin. And they only lay a few eggs every spring and summer for the purpose of hatching their young but the hens that we know today that we farm have been selectively bred to ovulate, which means to lay an egg, every day. And, you know, any woman listening to me will realise that that is absolutely horrific. But well, not in
0: the organic farms now. They'd only be every couple of days. They wouldn't be every day. Or maybe maybe even every week in some of them. It wouldn't be every day.
1: No, organic farming is, more, is about the type of food fed to the animals and the lack of antibiotics. It is still selectively bred to lay an egg every day. Mm-hmm. We have this notion that there's something humane about free-range or organic farming, but to the animal who's used, um, the exploitation is the same.
0: Mm-hmm. And what Can we I mean- ask you, Sandra, do you equate, you talk about human rights, do, like, do you equate my right or your right as a human being to the right of a cow or the right of a sheep or the right of a, right, right of a hen? Do you equate those rights?
1: Yeah, they, they 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 are they are equal. Now that that doesn't mean that we say something ridiculous like you know cows have the right to an education or they have the right to to vote. Those rights are are, are specific to our species. What they have is that they share the same fundamental rights as us: not to be owned by someone not to be exploited, not to be harmed, not to be killed. And the reason they have those rights is that they have the same central nervous system and the same ability to feel physical and psychological feelings as humans. And anybody who has a cat or a dog can see this very clearly. But let me tell you, I run a sanctuary. There's, you know. I'm I'm
0: wondering actually the sounds behind you. It sounds like you have a fine crowd around you there, Sandra.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. The two lads are. Are are few extra
0: contributors to this conversation? Yes. Give (laughs) give him what for, Mammy.
1: (laughs) But let me tell you, from running a farmed animal sanctuary, they opened my eyes. They educated me to their ability to treasure their lives just as much as I treasure my life. Their lives are different to mine, but they're no less important to them because they're members of another species. Mm-hmm. And I was horrified when I learned that I have been using other animals, you know, in research for makeup products, for cleaning products, for clothing, for food, um, all my life. Um, and they not necessary. We can be, live very healthy and happy lives without using other animals at all. And farmers... Um, far,
0: far there is an argument, briefly and finally, Sandra, Just there is an argument that's sometimes made uh, that if we all stopped tomorrow making any use of the animal kingdom and just let the animals live the same way as we live, that we would eventually become extinct because they'd overrun us. Uh,
1: Look, at the moment, if you look at the figures in our, you know, just the figures I called out there at the beginning about the number of animals that That's we right. breed in we are quite a year, small species. Um, they, they are all selectively bred. They, they don't, these animals don't exist in the wild. Mm. Do you see what I mean? We're not going to be overrun by wild animals any more than we ever were in the past. Okay. Uh, that is not going to happen far from us. Our species is destined uh, to be at severe risk of s- having a future at all if we continue on the current trajectory. Okay. It's not sustainable, it's destroying the very earth and the, Im- the, p- the climate that we all need for our survival. There's a better way, and you know, this is not about criticising farmers. It, it, you know, far from talking about killing, killing wild deer, what we need to do is restore Ireland. It, the, it, in the past, 80% of Ireland was covered in rainforest, natural tree, native trees. Now we only have 1% of trees on this island. And right there at Cork in, in Beira, mm. you have a perfect example of, of a rainforest on 40 acres. And, you know, if, if any of you locally go and, go and visit that place or get in touch with the man who runs it, you'll see what a magnificent, rich place it is. This is the kind of earth we could live on. We need a fraction of the land and the resources to produce food for us to eat directly than when we grow crops to feed to animals, to recycle those crops through the animals that, that we kill, uh, like 80, 83% of the world's land um, is devoted to animal agriculture, which produces only 18% of our calories. It's not. It doesn't make sense on any level at all. Okay. Uh, we need to change.
0: Alright, leave it there for today, Sandra. Good to speak with you. Uh, Sandra Higgins from Go Vegan World. FM. Taryn, you, you went vegan for a little while, did you? Good morning.
2: Morning. Yes, I did. Um, I'm initially from South Africa, mm. and I was vegan whilst living there. Um, I did it for the treatment of animals. Uh, a lot of the animal rights over there is very different, and you can't guarantee that what you buy in the shop has been looked after. Yeah, yeah. And it just broke my heart when I saw some of some of the things. And even there's a, a new station, Carte Blanche, that's run once a week there. And they did a thing on farms and you saw how bad the cows were being treated. Mm. I, I sat there crying and I'm just like, I can't have this on my plate.
0: Mm. There's um, also bush meat, isn't there, Taryn, in South Africa? And you'd often wonder where that comes
2: from well yeah but um look, my own in-laws do hunting so yeah. but they they do do it legally they have their, their licenses and all of that but i i, I can't stand hunting sure
0: and when um, when you went, when you went vegan then what changes did it make for you
2: well it made a huge impact on my health to be very honest with you um i had or well, i have what's called polycystic ovary syndrome mhm um, I was very overweight. We were battling to conceive. We were trying for a baby. And within a year, I lost 20 kilograms. Please don't ask me what that is in pounds because I don't know. <laughs> but it's a lot. <laughs> it's a substantial amount, you know. Sure and that is. was with no exercise. Yeah. So for me, it made a huge impact on my health. its I don't believe health-wise it's for everyone. Mm. But it was it was my right move, you know. Yeah. Um, and after that year, we had a little surprise, and I was I was pregnant. Oh. I mean, we had actually stopped trying. Oh, yeah. We'll be five in June. Wow. Um, and it was my greatest blessing. Um, I went off veganism though because we moved to Scotland at the time when I was twenty eight weeks pregnant, mm. and a friend of mine put me up in a room and you can't be like, well, you have to have to buy me vegan food now, you know, it's a bit rude. So, <laughs> I went off it and I just, I just haven't gone back since and there's many mm-hmm. times when I've wanted to yes. but it's very hard being in a household with other people and, and that Tara, won't. may I
0: ask, <laughs> to what extent was your veganism? Was, was it just not meat or was it not cheese, was it not eggs, was it not milk?
2: Nothing from an animal. Right. right. Nothing, nothing from an animal. Um, my, my route to veganism was, though, that I went slowly. So, first I cut off red meat, then I cut off pork, then I did chicken, um, then I did fish, and then I did milk and eggs, and then all the byproducts after that. Right. If I had in my house a woolen blanket, though, it stayed. I wasn't going to go get rid of it just because it's yeah. you know it was already in my house. Um, I wasn't going to waste money that had been spent for gifts that had been given to me prior, yeah. you know, to the decision I
0: made. I know. But, so you, you, you went back on a regular diet, or did you maintain some elements of veganism?
2: Uh, no. So now I, I eat a, ve- a very regular diet for what's considered normal. Um, and... I, w- I wish I could be vegan again for my health. Yeah, but it is quite hard, though. Yeah.
0: I, it sounds awfully difficult. I mean, for someone like me, I love meat, I love fish, I love all those things. It's I, not
2: I, awful. It's just I'm a very picky eater. <laughs> um, my son's got autism, and he's a very picky eater. Yes. And um, when I say picky, out he's he's the problem picky eater, and I'm, I'm the same. Mm-hmm. So... With my diet kind of being limited as it is, cutting out things that I'm I'm willing to eat by taste, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot harder.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I'm you sorry. did you did feel the benefits? I mean, obviously, look, anybody who is considering changing their diet so radically should check with their GP uh, before considering anything. But, but you 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 came back, you you changed back to a regular diet, but you would like to try veganism again
2: yes i would i would go back onto it wholeheartedly but it's it's very difficult now it's not just me and my husband it's now myself my husband my kids one of them is a very picky eater and my mom lives with us so it's it's not just the two of us that we're buying groceries for like we did previously Sure. Sure. Okay. Um, And my picky eater lives on Cocoa Pops and milk, so (laughs) I can't not buy that. I know. I know. know.
0: Oh, I I know. I know how it can be that way. Uh, Taryn, thank you so much. Quartz 96 FM.